that we talked about the Holy Spirit, His work. Last week we talked about His work as, uh, in, in evangelism. And we learned the absolutely good news that it is not our job to convince people that they're sinners. Because all we can do is mess that up. All, all we can do is make them feel guilty and uh, with, a, with a worldly guilt that leads to death. When the Holy Spirit does it, then it leads to repentance and, and to life and salvation. Um, what else did we learn? Oh, yeah, we also learned that it wasn't our job to make people come to Christ because you can't do that either. All you, all you have been charged with is to share the good news, and, and that's, that, that's a nice job to have. And then the Holy Ghost takes care of the rest of it. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as counselor. You've, uh, you've got a counselor. We're going to, we're going to start um, reading a passage in John chapter 14. Would you stand with me? And let's read a few, few verses together here. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Father, I thank you for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the peace of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill this place, that you do whatever you want to do that you would bring into our lives and each one individually what you have for us today, that you would conform us to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus spoke about another counselor. Jesus was the present counselor. And what does a counselor do? Councils, okay, yeah, but that's not an acceptable answer because it contained, the definition contained the word itself. Uh, what, we tend to think that what a counselor does nowadays is we give them money and they listen to us. And it occasionally might enter our minds that we should listen to them, but for the most part, we feel like it's about them listening to us. But a counselor, yeah, a, counsel, a counselor tells you stuff. Counselor gives you instruction. Counselor gives you guidance. And Jesus had been doing just that. In fact, he, uh, he just told the disciples, if you love me, you will obey what I command. I grew up in a church culture where this particular verse, this particular sentence here, was turned in such a way as to me if you really love Jesus, then you'll prove it by doing all this stuff that we think that people who really love Jesus do or don't do. Yeah. And it was pretty frustrating, just to be honest with you, because I, I was approaching it from the standpoint of, I've got to do all this stuff to show that I love Jesus and 
I just, I'm not doing this very successfully, so I must not love Jesus very well. My life changed when, when, when the Holy Spirit just turned this verse totally upside down for me. And went, uh-uh, no, 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 that's not what he's saying. Saying the power to do what Jesus has commanded you to do comes from your love for him. If you really love Jesus, then this stuff just flows out of it. Just, I got a river of life flowing out of me. <laughs> There's a guy named uh, Peter Lord, and I don't, does anybody know who Peter Lord is? Is, anybody, is he still alive? Yes, he is. He's like 98. Yeah, he's pretty, he's, he's on up there. I, I, I heard, him, heard him speak one time up at Belmont, and he, uh, I was a little apprehensive about going to hear him speak because I'd heard a couple of tapes of his that a friend of mine had given me, and he wasn't, he wasn't too keen on uh, the Holy Spirit and people praying for folks to be healed and stuff like that. And, and so I thought, well, I wonder what he's going to, you know, wonder what he's going to do. But the fact that they were having it at Belmont, I thought, there's probably been some changes in the way he thinks about some things. And there had been. Uh, but really what blew me away was this one thing that he said that resonated so deeply in my spirit. He said, the older I get, and he, he was fairly old then, uh, he said, the older I get, the longer I preach, the longer I walk with the Lord, the more I realize what it's really all about. And what it's really all about is simply this. Really love Jesus and do what you want to do. Because that's, that's Paul says, love fulfills all the law's commands. And if you really love Jesus... If, I mean, if, if he's the desire of your heart, then what's going to flow out of you is going to be stuff that's going to please Jesus. In fact, the, what Jesus had told them when he said, uh, you will, if you really love me, you will obey what I command, what he had just commanded was love one another as I have loved you. Now, you can't do that by drawing up a list and deciding I'm going to keep this list. The only way you can do that is by really falling in love with him. And then the next thing you know, you start treating people like, you, like he does. Because the truth of the matter is, if I try to love you to prove how much I love Jesus, there are going to be days you're going to tick me off. <laughs> there are probably going to be some days that I'm going to tick you off. I, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably can happen. I've, it has happened. Yeah. But if it's Jesus I'm in love with, then I can put up with you. You can put up with me if, if, we're, if we're in love with Jesus. That, that, that's really what it boils down to. Okay, that really has nothing to do with where I'm going with this sermon. But it was in the, it was in the text, and so I figured I probably ought to say it and spend some time there. He's talking about a new counselor coming. So I'm going to send you another counselor. The spirit of truth who will be with you forever. A lot of people have abandonment issues. How many of you have seen this, this movie? What, what, what about Bob? The rest of you are culturally deprived. You, you need, to, need to go get this thing. This movie was a, was a revelation to me. And let me tell you how it was a revelation because this has nothing to do with where I'm going either. But I think it's important. When I went to, to see this movie, uh, it's about, uh, it's about a, 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 I guess he's a psychiatrist. Uh, yeah. Uh, Richard Dreyfus plays the psychiatrist, and Bill Murray plays the 
unusual person. He plays Bob, uh, who goes to see the psychiatrist. And he won't go away. And the psychiatrist tries to go on vacation, and Bob shows up. And anyway, it, it's, it's a mess. It's a total mess. And I, I, and I came out of that movie just angry. Because I was identifying with Richard Dreyfuss so much, I thought, kill that guy. Don't let him come around you anymore. And then I went, wait a minute. I might be uptight. I really did. But in, anyway, uh, Bob... I thought, got to chill, bring it back a little bit. Bob... Uh, had abandonment issues, and oftentimes we do. And Jesus, the, the wonderful thing about this counselor is Jesus says, I'm giving you a counselor, and he's not just here for, for 33 years. He's not just here for a, for a period of time. He's not just available once a, once a week. He's not, he's not just available for your particular hour. Oops, our hour's up right now. He will be with you forever. Absolutely forever. And it, do, it doesn't just mean that he'll be here a year from now. It means he'll be here 10 minutes from now. 30 minutes from now, whenever it is that you need him. The world cannot receive him. It doesn't matter how many degrees you've got. It doesn't matter how much money you offer. It doesn't matter how much influence you've got on, at City Hall or on Capitol Hill. There is no worldly way to get an appointment with this counselor. The world, world can't receive him. It, and the reason that it can't receive him isn't because he doesn't want to be received. It's because they don't see him. They don't know him. And that's the only thing that the world really understands, is stuff it can see and know. And seeing is believing, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> not really. You know, you see things all the time that are not what they appear to be. That, that's, why they, that's why they created the word illusion illusionist without seeing there is no illusion and so it's not just a matter of seeing, but that that's the only way the world knows how to understand things and the world doesn't know the the holy spirit we receive him because he lives in us and the way that he lives in us is through coming to jesus christ paul says that's the, Paul says over in Romans 8, 9, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Okay, flip that around. Everyone who belongs to Christ has the Spirit of Christ. And so we talked about it last week. He's the one that, he's the one that went and got you. He's the one that, that brought you into the kingdom. He's the one that baptized you into the body of Christ. He's, he is the one. He was the agent. And, you're, and you coming to Christ and your salvation. Christ made it possible. The Holy Spirit was the agent in making it happen. And so he, he lives inside of us. The only way that you can get him is to come to Jesus. You know, there are some things that the only way to get there is indirectly. You know, I mean, you've heard the old, the old joke. There's many variations on the theme, but the punchline is you can't get there from here. You can't get there by going, that's what I want. I, I, want, the, I want the counselor. No, you've got to want Jesus. In the first service, Michael uh, did communion, and he was talking about uh, some C.S. Lewis stuff, and it, it reminded me that Lewis's uh, biography was, spiritual biography, was called Surprised by Joy. And one of the things that he points out is that you cannot get joy by going after joy. Because she won't have you. No, that's, uh, that's, that's, that was, 
Oh, you're a little slow. <laughs> no, uh, in fact, he points out that when you experience joy, the, the, the moment that you stop to go, oh, wait a minute, this is joy. Let me see what this looks like. It goes away. The only way you can get it is by doing something else. Something that you enjoy. Something that brings joy to you, that comes along. And the only way you can get this counselor is to come to Jesus Christ. Belong, belong to him. That's, that's, that's how you get him. That's how he comes. And then when he comes, what does he do? Well, he guides you into all truth. It's called the spirit of truth. In fact, let's see. I need to read another passage to you here. Uh, John chapter 16 uh, verses 12 through 15. Let, let, let's look at this. You don't have to stand. Uh, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say that the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. It's called the spirit of truth, and he will guide you into all truth. And the first thing that you really need to be aware of is that truth exists. Truth is a real thing. Right. And we, we're, in, we're in a culture that really, I mean, we may give head ascension to that, but really we have a hard time believing it. Right. When I was a freshman in college, <laughs> a little while ago, uh, this is 1968. That wasn't all that long ago. Um, I remember my freshman English teacher, you know, saying to the class, you can always tell a freshman English class because if you ask what is truth, you get an answer. And I thought at the time, the country's going to the dogs. <laughs> and I was right, and it's there now. I mean, why don't they say going to the cats instead of going to the dogs? I'm, I'm just... I really should think about some things before I say them. Uh, and that's one of those. But, but seriously, and the reason why we have a hard time believing that truth exists is because we get truth confused with facts. You, you ever heard anybody say, and normally it's, it's kind of, a, it's, it's sort of a sarcastic thing, oh, you, you don't want to be confused with facts, do you? Yeah. Well, facts are very confusing, and they can lead you astray, because you see, the difference is facts change, and truth doesn't. That, that's the difference in the two. Um, the facts change. They change over time. They, ch they change depending on where you are. They change depending on what your perspective is on a certain thing. George Washington was a great patriot. That's a fact. Unless you lived in England. <laughs> during that time. In which case, he was a, he was a, a rebel terrorist. Yep. Exactly. Is, what, is, is exactly what he was. So facts change. And, 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 but truth, truth remains the same. Culture is just a, is just a passing fancy. And, one side's hero is, you know, is, is another side's terrorist. Truth stands above mere facts. There are two things that Jesus called truth. Two things. 
John 17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two things, Jesus himself and the, and the word of God. Those, those are the two things that are identified as truth. We try to attach things to those and claim that they're truth, but they're not. They're our truth. They're not the truth, which endures forever and stands forever. There may be places where George Washington isn't a great patriot. There may be places where Fidel Castro is not a, a villain. There may be places where, uh, um, what, what's it, the guy who died? Osama bin Laden. There may be places where bin Laden is looked at as a hero. You know, it just depends on where you are. But anywhere you are, everywhere you are in the world, at any point in time in the world, God loved you so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everywhere in the world, at every point in time, Jesus stands supreme, and anyone who will look to him will be saved. Now, that's truth. That's the difference between a fact and truth. And don't assume, don't assume that just because somebody gets up and, and, and opens up the Bible that what they're preaching is always truth because, man, I mean, we get off on some weird stuff. And, I, and I'm not going to go and tell you what any of the weird stuff is because there's too much of it out there uh, to get into. But the Holy Spirit will guide you. This is why John says over in 1 John that you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you to teach you. When you, when you listen to somebody teach, you need to do so with a discerning ear. You know, I've, I've told you a bunch of times that when I sit down to read the Bible, before I read, I invariably will go, Holy Spirit, come and help me. You, you wrote this. You know what it says, and you know what I need to see. So you come and help. You ought to do the same thing whenever you sit down to listen to somebody teach or preach. Or, or whether they're on tape or, or on television or live or, or whatever it is, you need to go, Holy Spirit. Give me ears to hear. Give me a heart to understand. Help, help me to separate truth from non-truth. And it, I'm not talking about lies necessarily, but truth. What will endure? What will remain when everything else is blown away? That's what, that's what we need to know, and that's what he will do. He will also tell us what is yet to come. Boy, oh boy. Knowledge is power, is it not? If I could go back, I've often thought if I could go back to the mid-60s, if I could go back to the late 60s and just get my hands on like $100 in, in the spring of 1969 and put it on the Mets to win the World Series, <laughs> I'd be ready. There it goes. Some of you aren't old enough for what that, know what that's all about. But, you know, there, you... I mean, the, the worst odds you could get were 100 to 1. So, uh, that, anyway. But it, you don't have to go back that far. In, uh, in the early 80s, I left the Social Security Administration and became a youth pastor. And I wasn't quite vested with my retirement yet. So, uh, they just gave me all the money I'd paid into my retirement. So, I had a little, a little chunk of money there. It's it about five or $6,000. I think it was $6,000. And a couple years later... We, uh, we decided to save that. A couple years later, we were going to go to Zimbabwe, and uh, we, were gonna, we needed to invest it. Gonna, let's invest this. And 
If in 1986 I had invested that $6,000 in Apple, it'd be worth $1.3 million today. If I had invested it in Microsoft, it would be worth $3.8 million today. But even better than that, if I had invested it in Microsoft and then sold it in December of 99, held on to it for a year, bought Apple in December of 2000, I'd be sitting on $338,603,000. Hopefully in a Roth IRA. <laughs> Now, obviously, I've not spent any time thinking about this. <laughs> okay, maybe a little. I have. Okay. But I didn't look up the numbers till last night, all right? But, I mean, yeah, there have been times I thought, man, you know, if I could go back and know what I know now. And usually I'm thinking about money, quite honestly. But let me tell you what else I've also thought. I thought, you know, if I had, if somebody were to just come along right now and lay $338 million on me, uh, then I would use it to advance the kingdom and let's build us some hospitals and, and some more orphanages and let's send some missionaries out and, you know, maybe buy a car. Uh, I probably would put it to pretty good use. But you know what? If I had had that kind of money all along, I don't know that I'd be the same person that I am right now. Probably a good thing that I didn't necessarily... I don't know that I would be that interested in Jesus maybe anymore. I'm just being honest. You know, when, when you've... It, it takes a... It takes a a, a very special person, a very strong person, to be able to be trusted with that kind of, of worldly wealth. And I, I don't know that I that, was that kind of person when I was 20 or 30, 40 years old. I, I, I hope I'm that kind of person now, but, you know, I'm not 20, 30, or 40 years old anymore, or 50 uh, years old <laughs> anymore. The Holy Spirit could tell you these things because he'll tell you what's to come, but, when, but if he tells you about money, I mean, there's strings attached to it. Let me, let me tell you something that's more important, the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit would tell you about in the future. The psalmist over in Psalm 73, 3 says, I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. I looked at them and I went, wow, man, they, they, they just seem to get ahead. They just seem to know how to do it, and, and they cut the kind of corners that I... I don't feel right about cutting, and they do the kind of things I don't feel right about doing, and they treat people the kind of way that I don't feel. But man, boy, do they seem to get ahead. And he said, I almost stumbled when I got to thinking about this. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me until I entered the sanctuary of God, until I encountered the Holy Spirit, and then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. As a dream when one awakens, so when you arise, O oh Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. Yeah, he could, 
he could give you a prophetic word about the future. He could tell you, you know, where the stock market's going tomorrow. He could do that. But even more important is he will enable you to see the future and he will, he will enable you to see the present in light of the future. The things that just climb all over us and, and get us by the throat. The Holy Spirit, the counselor, can go, let me show you where that, let me show you where that ends. Let me show you where that goes. And when you begin to look at where that ends and where that goes, then that totally changes the power that it has over you. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you, Jesus said. The world, in a sense, everything in the world, including all the money, belongs to Jesus, yes. Yeah. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live on it. He's supreme over everything. So in a sense, yeah, all that stuff is his. I've got, uh, Margaret and I have five acres out on Pawpaw Springs Road. And in a sense, that's ours. Well, in, in a few years, it'll, 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 it'll be ours. We've got to you know, get, get the bank out of the picture. But uh, all the ticks and all the <laughs> fleas and all the chiggers and mosquitoes and everything on that is ours. But you know what? Some of that I don't want. Some of that I just as soon, you know, not have. Not mess with. And so when he says, I'm gonna, he'll, he'll take from what is mine and make it known to you. Uh, you know, okay, yeah, we look and, and these things seem so important. The, you know, money and those kind of things, they seem so important. But really, in the light of eternity, they're among the least important things that are in our lives. Not anywhere nearly as important as the things that he does tell us about. I don't do a lot of counseling. Uh, I used to. Well, I, no, I used, I talk to people. That's what I do. Okay. Well, one of the reasons I don't do a lot of counseling is because I don't want to get the church sued. <laughs> okay. And I don't have a piece of paper that says I'm a counselor. All right. I will give you spiritual instruction and guidance and help you to find out what the word says. And I'll give you the advantages, some of the experience that I've had. Okay. We, 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 can, we can go there with it. But I, actually, I, well, here's the deal. If you've if you got a crisis, you can call me. Count on me. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll get through it. But if, you're, if you need somebody to talk to you every week for the next four years, it ain't me, babe. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it just isn't. Because that's not, what, that's not the gift that God put into me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not able to... I'm not able to walk under that load. I just can't. And, and there are others who are. And it's a, it's a gift that God's given to us. It's called the body of Christ. That's why, you know, one has one gift and one has another. And, and we're, able, we're able to function like that. But I don't, I don't do a lot of counseling for that reason. Uh, and, uh, and also, one of the reasons why I don't do a lot of counseling is I've discovered that it is rare uh, for people to actually take the advice that I give them. It's real common for them to go, yeah, that sounds right, I'll do that. But it's real uncommon for them to actually do it. And I'm not saying, you know, that I'm always right, but hey, if, some, if you're going to somebody and going, what should I do? And they go, you should do this. 
You, yeah, what, what I've really discovered is that most people are actually just looking for somebody to agree with them, you know. And they go, this is, my, this is my solution to the problem, what do you think? Oh, you don't like that. Well, let me go see what this one thinks. Oh, they don't like that. Well, let me go see what this one thinks, you know. There's bound to be somebody around here who's going to tell me I'm right. You know, I've only been doing it this way for the last 14 years, and it, and it hasn't worked, but I know that it will. <laughs> if I can just get somebody else to agree with me on it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the counselor, but that does us little good if we do not follow his advice. Listen to him. Lean on him. Trust Him. The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Will remind you of truth. Everything that Jesus has said to us is in, it's in the Bible, it's in the Word. And he says, he will bring to your remembrance everything that I have said to you. The key word there is the word remembrance. You can't remember what you never remembered in the first place. You can't remember what you never knew. Give him something to work with. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to read 25 chapters a day. Read a verse a day. Give him something. And if you will do that, then this, this counselor that he's given to us will, will bring up things at times that will astound you. There will be times when you'll be looking at a situation, you'll be just about ready to, well, I'm going to, and all of a sudden something will come up inside and you go, whoa, wait a minute. Didn't it say, it says somewhere, oh, yeah. And the next thing you know, you don't take that step that was getting ready to just absolutely throw you for a loop. Whenever, whenever temptation comes along, the, the scripture says, how can a young man keep his way pure? And I think it's probably talking about young women and old men and old women and all those in-between people as well. How can you keep your way pure? I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Things, things have come at you, and the Holy Ghost just all of a sudden brings something up and just cuts that thing off, and you go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, no, uh-uh. Or, or sometimes you're talking to somebody, you know, and they'll ask you a question that just throws you for a loop, or, or you, you have no idea what to say, and then all of a sudden you'll hear yourself saying something that you go, wow. That was brilliant. Where did that come from? You gave him something to work with, and the counselor, the counselor inside of you, began to began to speak. What a wonderful, what a wonderful resource we have. He lives in us, will be with us forever. A wonderful resource. And what a ridiculous thing it is. To ignore him. What a ridiculous thing it is to go, I got this. I can, you, you know, you've done a pretty good job so far today and yesterday and the day before. I think I'll take care of tomorrow. Yeah. No. 
Jesus ended up with this, and I was turning around and looked at Barbie when, when Mario read it for communion because I went, uh-huh, uh, yeah, this is what I was closing the sermon with. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. This is in the context of him talking about the counselor now. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You ever get afraid? Is your heart ever troubled, disturbed? In fact, is it such a frequent occurrence that you no longer even notice that? It's just how you live. That's probably a barometer saying, you need to go see the counselor. You need to let the counselor speak to you. You need to let him show you some things that you're not looking at rather than looking at the things he's trying to go, no. And I'm not talking about evil things. I'm just talking about stuff. Just, just stuff that the world brings your way. This is a wonderful way to live. This is an incredible way to live. And most of the world has no clue. But we should. We should. You know what? You may have, at one point in your life, you may have gone, yeah, I remember that. I remember that I used to live that way. I remember that that, that used to be my M.O. Yeah. Wow, it's been a while. Well, I think that may be why the Lord brought you here today. <laughs> he had some things to say to you. Would you stand with me? Those who are going to pray with people, if you'll come down, the elders and, and their wives and the uh, staff and the you're here today and you need prayer you come you come i don't know if i need prayer well, if you is, is your heart troubled by anything if it, i mean if there's anything going on that you need prayer for you come or if you're here today and and you've never had th this stuff that i'm talking about is like what is he talking about sounds good i've just never known anything about that you can you can, it's not a closed, it's not a closed door. I mean, he wants to know you. He wants to come live in you. He wants to bring you all this stuff. He will. He will. If you've got anything that you need today from the Lord, you come. We're going to worship for a few moments. And uh, we'll wait for you. And if you don't need to come, worship. Be thankful. Be thankful. Whatever you'd like. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river in my soul. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river. Peace like a river in my soul. I got joy. I 
Counselor, you gotta get the Savior. That's how you get the counselor. If you got, if you got something that you're struggling with, a sin. I, I'm, I'm thinking in particular sin. And if you got a, if you got a, a sin issue in your life, and, and, and it may not, you know, we immediately tend to jump to immoral kind of stuff. But it, it might be fear. I mean, it, there's any number of things. If you got a chronic sin issue in your life, the way you deal with that is not. I gotta stop doing that. The way you deal with that is you fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Instead of looking at it and going, how can I look at him and draw closer to him? Raise your hand. Let me give you a blessing. May the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who sent his Son into the world so that we might be saved, and who sent Holy Spirit into us so that we might we might walk in peace and freedom fullness may you know that peace and freedom and fullness may you hear from him may you obey him may you find the joy of those who walk in his guidance through Jesus Christ our Lord